Hi, on this edition of Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about breaking generational sin. Did you know there is such a thing? Sin that's passed down from generation to generation to generation? You might say, well, what might that be? We want you to join us. We're going to talk about is this some sort of fairy tale type thing or is this actually a biblical concept? It is. So we hope you'll join us on this edition as we talk about breaking generational sin. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes you're going to hear a biblical perspective on things you deal with every day in your home, work, church, and in the surrounding culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. And today we're going to talk about a topic that might be a little bit unfamiliar to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of debated on even how to title this thing. Yeah. Um, we're calling it Breaking the Cycle of Generational Sin. Um, we Sometimes people don't like that word sin, like uh, I don't want to talk about sin. But um, we all experience in our lives uh, things from childhood um, that are good, mm-hmm. things that aren't so good. Um, and the things that aren't so good, um, well, the Scripture even describes these um, things as curses, yeah. generational curses. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, you may never have heard this teaching or seen this in Scripture, um, and you might not think it uh, would apply to you. Sure, you might dismiss it as something like, curse, you mean like a fairy tale? Right. You know, like, I'm not going to wake up? No, I hope you'll keep listening. Um, Today's um, episode is going to be, well, we're going to end up doing two parts, because we talked about it, Mm -hmm. that... This issue, once we started spending some time uh, diving into it, uh, we realized this is kind of like a submarine, um, and this is a pretty deep iceberg. Mm-hmm. And so many of us, we live our lives where the iceberg that you know is above the surface is what people see, but there's this massive thing below the surface, and uh, we need to look at that. And um, and as it applies to um, this topic of generational curses, we're going to seek to do that today. Now, Matthew, if it's okay, I'm, I'm sure it is. I want to take a passage from Romans mm-hmm. to get us kicked off today. Yeah, it's Romans chapter five, verse number twelve, and the scripture says, "Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned." As I was, I was working on a devotion the other day, I believe it was, and I came across that verse, and it was being used in the devotion. And that verse is typically used to describe how we all, we inherit sin. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's something that we're not just willfully sinful, but we are inherently sinful beings. We are a sinful race. But for some reason, that day whenever I was working with that verse, all that came to my mind was this topic— about generational sin and how, of course, if we are a sinful race and we're inheriting sin, it's more than just this high-level issue. It makes perfect sense. It just, it just, I don't know what it was, but it just made so much more sense that day how it could be much more tangible than that, that it could be much more specific to my life and your life and the lives of our listeners than just, oh, well, I just got some sinfulness from my parents who got it from theirs and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But there is actual sins to identify. Yeah. 
you think about your life, Matthew, I think about mine and, and you who are listening, you who are watching, you, you go back to your childhood. Now, mm -hmm. I know for some, when I say that, you're like, what are you, you you're some psychologist now, you, you're offering some pop psychology. No, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a trained psychologist. What's more, this isn't popular. <laughs> no, it's not. We're trying to, this is a real time truth podcast, okay? And we're trying to offer truth mm -hmm. that's real time. And this is addressing the elephant in the room about who we are as, as a person and the, the idiosyncrasies in our lives that we might even want to excuse away as, well, that's just me. That's how I was raised. Um, all my family's got a short temper. I've got a short temper. They've got a short temper. And so leave me alone, you know. And so we can... Yeah, and you're like, you look at a person, you go, wow, they really do. And so. But the sad thing is, is that that's so often given as an excuse. Yes, it is. I'm going to justify my behavior, my sin, and living in the flesh because that's just how I was raised. But could you imagine standing before the Lord and telling him that? Well, my parents raised me to be that way, so that's just, so that's just the reason that I was like that. Yeah, and you got to be okay with that, God. No, that won't fly with him, and mm -hmm. it shouldn't fly with us. No. So think about your life, okay? Think back to your childhood. What parts of it were good? What parts of it weren't so good? What, what are things that you learned from your childhood that you've taken into your life and carried through your life that's helped you and that's made you successful? But what are the things in your life that's part of that iceberg that's below the surface that seems to keep almost reaching up through the water and grabbing at you and tugging at you and, and causing issues in your life that you've seen perhaps in your mom or your dad or your grandma, or your grandpa, that, that you see in a sibling or an aunt or an uncle. And is this idea of generational curses, is that something that transfers into our everyday life? And the answer to that, scripturally speaking, is yes. And so we wanted to identify this passage that comes from Exodus. Mm -hmm. Matthew, why don't you read that sure. for them? That describes this. This Moses got this from God on Mount Sinai. Yes, in the Ten Commandments it says in Exodus 20, verses 5 and 6, it says, You shall not bow down to them or serve them, talking about the idols and other gods. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to those to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And so you see there, he's literally talking about, I mean, if you read that too quickly, you could look at that badly and you could think, so God is going to punish me for something that my great-grandfather did? <laughs> and it's not that. Because right. if you go and you read in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 24, 16, God says he will not punish children for the sins of their parents. So what that means is if they're being punished, it's because they have committed those sins themselves. Yeah. But right here, I believe this is a scriptural proof for the fact that we are taught and ingrained with those practices down through the generations. Oh, yeah. You think about it. You think about your own life. There's a, a little tape recording in all of our heads of things that occurred in our childhood, things that we said to ourselves as a child. 
one day when I'm married or one day when I'm older, I will never say that. I will never do that Mm. until one day you do. Mm -hmm. And you go, how did that happen? You see something enough. You hear something enough. It literally is recorded in your brain. It, it's, it's etched in, inside of your psyche and who you are as a person. Again, I'm not trying to be a psychologist here. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting into pseudoscience. I'm just, th- this is intuitive. We, we get this, okay? And so, I mean, it, it, it can be something as silly as like, I like Duke's mayonnaise because my family has always eaten Duke's mayonnaise. So I've gotten a taste for Duke's mayonnaise and anything else tastes weird to me, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's how I was brought up. My grandparents all ate Duke's mayonnaise. My mom and dad ate Duke's mayonnaise. So if I'm eating a tomato sandwich, I'm going to have Duke's mayonnaise because that's how it was done in my life. And so you think about um, situations in your life um, that you're dealing with even now. Do you have an anger issue? Do you have an issue with um, emotional attachment? Maybe you had a parent that, that, that even to this day, you, you, you have very little emotional attachment with. And you're married now and you've got children and you find yourself wanting to be emotionally attached to your kids, but somehow because you never experienced that yourself, that that is just transferring into you and it's just this struggle in your life. And, and so these things are passed down. They're, 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 they're learned, if mm-hmm. you will. And so the scripture describes them as curses, but the curse is the curse of sin. Okay. And, you're having an emotional attachment is not necessarily a sinful thing, but it's simply some, it's, it's a category that I've described. But there can be things in your life that are sinful mm-hmm. that you have learned, um, that, that you, you have taken from your childhood and you've brought into adulthood and now you're carrying this thing out into your, uh, to your family. And all of a sudden you're watching your kids one day and you're what, and you're like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He is acting just like me. Mm-hmm. And I acted just like my dad or my mom or my grandmother that raised me or whatever the case might be. And that's how the sin is passed down. It's, it becomes generational. And you, you look at, at families. You look at your family. You can look at other families and you can, you can see these things as they play out in people's lives. And um, I've had it play out in my life from my childhood. I had a, I had a good childhood. My mom and dad were wonderful, um, but not everything was perfect. Not everything was perfect with my uh, grandparents. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, both my mom's side and my dad's side, and had mostly wonderful experiences. But there were things that were that were difficult and and we all have and you you could uh, if you were sitting in front of this mic you could you could share the same thing Matthew could share the same thing the point is is that what we want to try to do is to acknowledge the areas in our life that maybe are dragging us down and that we've not dealt with mm-hmm. maybe, maybe things that we're still struggling with it, it's like a hurdle that you come to in your life and you're like yeah, I don't want to hurdle that. And you just circle back around. And you, you come up to it again. You're like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. You know you need to. But 
and just as you said a second ago, it might not necessarily be something that's just sin. Right. It's uh, something undesirable practices. Mm-hmm. You think about you think about think about okay your childhood again as as Kevin said. Think about your childhood. Ask yourself the question: Were your were your parents very available in spending a lot of time with you, or were they more consumed with their work? Mm-hmm. Um, were how about in your house again? Because you're, you 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 experienced your home. How did your mom and dad interact with one another? How did they treat one another? Men, we're going. We're likely to interact with our spouses in a lot of the same ways as our dads interacted with their wives. Without question, the same thing holds true for women emulating their mom when it comes to how they act as a wife to their husband. How about whenever it comes to your understanding of how the flow of the house goes, whose responsibilities are who? Those things are ingrained in us because we witness those in our own parents. And so the things that I'm talking about that we're talking about here today is not necessarily just sin. There may be some very sinful things that it might that might be there. It might be something having to do with, with lying or it may be something. It could even be like a family history of sexual sin. Yeah. It could be something having to do with anger issues, with a temper, uh, unforgiveness, those kinds of things, or just a general behavior of just being closed off to people. Yeah. And so, and the thing is, is if we don't recognize it, mm-hmm. if we're not willing to actually shine a light on it, yeah, then we're likely to do as you just said, just come to that hurdle, and it's holding our lives back. But rather than deal with it because that's painful and that's hard, and I have to ac- actually accept the fact that I'm wrong, we just double back around. Yeah. And that's when we don't want to get in the submarine and go below the surface and go try to take out the iceberg. You know, a big iceberg destroyed the Titanic, right? You know, put a gash in the side of the, of the ship that was unsinkable. And that happens in our lives. And these, these areas in our lives that, that, can, that can tag with us or, or almost haunt us throughout our lives, it's, it's, it's just so easy to get busy with life and never address these things, and we don't realize it, but we're passing this dysfunction down to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, for for so many of us, you know, the, the question is often asked of ourselves about ourselves: Am I normal? <laughs> is my family normal? You know, what is normal? Sure, seriously, do, I mean, honestly, do we even know what normal is? Um. You know, in this day and age we're living right now, we keep talking about wanting to get back to normal. You know, we like normalcy. Um, Certainly kids do. Kids like structure and so forth. But when I I think about pastoring 15 years, done a lot of counseling, and and I, I have, whether it's married couples or it's a kid that's struggling with something in life and I'm doing some counseling with a, you know, let's say an 18-year-old young man, um, and you start digging into you know what's going on in people's lives, and you find the kid is struggling in school, and uh, he's got an authority problem. Okay, he doesn't want to listen to the coach, doesn't want to listen to the teacher. He's always lashing out, and um, so everybody starts trying to you know just address the kid's behavioral problems, right? And so uh, you know they they put him in in school suspension. Uh, you know they they say all right he needs some anger management classes. Um, well, I'll tell you what the kid needs. The kid needs somebody to sit him down and just say, how you feeling? Mm. What's going on? 
Tell, tell me, tell me when, when, you, when you tell the coach that you are not going to run the hills and the banks, what are you thinking right then? And the kid goes, well, I'm not going to run the hills or the banks. Why? Why do you refuse to run it? Why do, it's amazing. I've had conversations. All of a sudden, some kid says, I'll tell you why I refuse to run it. I refuse to run it because I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of everybody always in my business and in my stuff, and I can't live my life, and I can't have my bedroom the way I want it, and I can't, have, I can't eat what I want to eat, and, and now we're getting somewhere. And now he, we find out that he's got some authoritarian parent that's running his, the home like Hitler. And the, and the kid is frustrated and he can't take it out at home because he might not get to eat or he might have his car taken away from him or, or he might not be able to stay on the team. And so it comes out. It's like a, it's like a big bad zit that finally just, and it's everywhere. And it's nasty, yellowish, bloody, nasty. And somebody's got to get a Kleenex and help clean it off the kid's face. And that's what we're talking about. There are things in our lives and we, 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 we sometimes say, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I'm acting the way I'm acting. And not to turn us all again into pop psychologists here, but ask yourself, can I go deep enough into who I am and say, Lord, Show me the things in my life that I'm dealing with and help me to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. That maybe there's something that I've never really addressed that I've brought into my, my adulthood that I've not addressed from my childhood. And parents, if you've got small kids um, and you begin to see your kids acting out in a way that makes you go, hmm, they're acting just like me, mm. or they're acting like my mom or my dad. Um, do you want that to continue, do, do, or do you want to break it? Do you want to stop it? Well, and we all know what we all know what what destruction is attached to our own selfish and sinful behavior. Mm -hmm. We we don't have. I mean, when you just think back in your life, and so then, as Kevin's saying, do you do you want that in your child's life? And the answer is obviously no. Right. And so this is a discussion about breaking generational sin. So, you know, this is why there's a part two to this. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we've talked about it. We've identified what it is. And now in the next episode, we're going to talk about how to address it and mm -hmm. how to deal with it. So make sure you tune in next time and uh, we'll dig more into the issue and answering the question of how do we break the cycle of generational sin? This has been an episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. Take care.